Hello and welcome into an all new edition of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to fill you all in on our new format. Obviously, we're in studio, which is a dream come true, something we've been working toward for a long time, and we're finally able to do it. Can't wait to share it with you. Don't touch me, Kirk. Don't touch me. Just see, this is the kind of thing about being in the studio. We have to have guidelines, boundaries, but we're back in studio. We have tons of other things to share with you besides just being back in studio. We've got a, a new format, new segments, new all kinds of things. We're going to give you the lowdown in just a few minutes. Also, we have to get back to business. We have to pop it up. We have to get into what's popping movie and TV news. It did not stop while we were gone. We've got to talk about Barbenheimer, the absolute sensation that is that is shaking the world as we speak. We've got to talk about Unfortunately, still, the WGA strike and now the SAG-AFTRA actor strike that has been added to it. And then we're going to talk about Spider-Man 4, but not the Spider-Man 4 you think it's going to be. All that and more. Um, And then we will wrap things up with a new game that will be a one-time only game, I'm declaring it right now, called Barbenheimer. So we've got a huge show. We're ready to get started. Let's get into it. Welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We are so glad to have you. Did you hear that third voice, Cam? I did. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. I think we're big time, Kirk. I think we might be big time now. There's no other excuse for... When you add a third voice to a two-person podcast, you immediately skyrocket to the top of the chart. It's true. It's it, it adds, and this is what I like about it, it adds a level of mystery. It's like, who is that person? Mm-hmm. Because you can't see them. Mm-hmm. It's like, who, who could that be? And we're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell no. you until like 100 episodes from now. Never. Maybe. Oh. Maybe never. Keep them completely mysterious. Absolutely. <laughs> it could be an AI. You have no idea. Um, How dare you? While the writer strike okay, and the actor okay, strike yes. is active, you're right. you say, let's get an AI voice to you're help right. us out. It's not AI, okay? It's not AI. I mean, we're not paying this person anyways, and we're not getting paid, so I guess it could be an AI if we wanted yeah, it to be. Yeah, be, that'd be kosher. But. Anyway. <laughs> We're back. We've got third voices. We've got title <laughs> sponsors. We've got cameras. We're in studio. Uh, for any of the OGs, you know that when our podcast started, we were in studio. But mm-hmm. we were never on camera during that time. And then when the pandemic happened, we had to do a mixture of in-person versus streaming and then that's when we realized, like, oh, let's be on camera a little bit. Yeah. But it was all webcams. And for the longest time, years, I mean, you've probably heard us talk about it on this show. We wanted to be in studio together recording, you know, with a multi-camera setup. I mean, like like the real deal. And we are here. There's something electric about being able to be in the same room as each other. Like before, like you would put your face up and I would like eat a box of Cheerios or Oreos and then you'd come back up and I'd pretend like it never happened. But now I can't hide from anything. There's three angles on That's this right. right now. That's right. It's like being in a 
It's like being in a minimum security prison. <laughs> That's right. It's it's ter- it's actually terrifying. There are there are screens everywhere. There's cameras. I'm afraid. I mean, there's definitely. It, it's kind of like returning to office yeah. protocols too, because there's a few things that you just can't do when you have coworkers. You, like you have to wear pants. You have to wear. I have to wear pants. Yeah. Facts. The other thing is we're on camera now, and everybody knows this. I think. I mean, we're movie experts. I always just assume. You know, everybody knows this, but. If you don't, the camera adds 200 pounds. Mm. That's a fact. And that's why we have to be on camera because in real life, Kirk is actually invisible. You cannot see him. So we have to have a camera and we had to get mirrorless cameras because Kirk is also a vampire. <laughs> so you would not be able to see him at all. Yeah, um, so those are some hurdles that we had to clear. But I think all in all, it's going to be good. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. I mean, I was trying to hide those facts. You know, there are people out to get me, but whatever, whatever, Cam. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's why, you know, we don't, we don't use your last name. <laughs> that's there's right. not that many people. There's a lot of people named Kirk. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think. I'm convinced there are I millions they, and they will never find me on this they will very never, public podcast. They'll never find you. But we're back. And what does that really mean? We took a, we took a three week hiatus. What did we do during that time? Well, we didn't just watch season two of The Bear. I mean, we did, but we that's not all we did. Careful, I'm not through it all the way yet. Okay. Are you not? I'm not. I've like got three episodes left. Uh, are spoilers as punishment a acceptable thing in the Geneva Convention? Is that allowed? Oh my gosh. We'll have to chat about that. It's like 50 caliber bullets, spoilers <laughs> as punishment, not allowed. Not allowed. I don't know. That's going to have to be uh, decided and put into our bylaws. I think. I think. No, I think that's too evil. I won't do it, but I am disappointed in you. I, I know. I am. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. So don't just, worry. I have enough disappointment for everyone. <laughs> just know that. Just know that. So we're back in studio, and that you know we didn't we didn't just rest on our laurels laurels and watch the bear season two. We also were in the lab cooking yes. up new formatting for popcorn for breakfast. So here's what you can expect. From our show going forward. First, this, the way that this looks. If you're watching on YouTube, we've got multiple different cameras going on. We've got lots of different video effects, sound effects, things like that, that will be happening. Some of them are already incorporated into the show. Some of them are not. So this would be a great time to check us out on YouTube. I'm just saying, I'm just dropping that hint. And then I'm going to double down on that by saying the other thing that you can expect is monthly giveaways monthly giveaways and our goal you know when Kirk and I were kind of talking about the format of this show we want video content because this is a movie podcast and we love to make video content so we really wanted to get into it we want to make YouTube a priority for this podcast in addition to the podcast so all of you guys who listen first of all we love you please continue to do that but also If you want to get involved in this giveaway, you'll have to check out YouTube because we want to grow our YouTube presence. Our goal is to get to 500 subscribers by the end of the year, and we want to get to 100 subscribers by the end of August. And here's how you can help and get entered into a giveaway at the same exact time. First, to enter the giveaway, what you're going to have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. There will be links in the description. So if you're listening to the podcast, go down, scroll down to the description and click on that hit subscribe. It's super easy. It's not a hard thing to do. And you're not, you know, it's, I do it all the time. 
I subscribe to so many YouTube channels. How many YouTube channels do you subscribe to, Kirk? Oh, not enough. I, after this, I'm going to really encourage subscribe. myself to get to people. I've probably only subscribed to like seven. But Wow. I'm you got to get, you got, those are rookie numbers, Kirk. You got to get those numbers up. Man. I know. It's like musical theater, Harry Mack, and I don't know, uh, Barbara Streisand. But I don't know who, who else to subscribe to. That's, yeah. Well, I can help you there. Okay. But step one, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Step two, we are going to be releasing two episodes this week. This is episode one, What's Poppin'? And then episode two will be on Thursday, July 27th, and that will be our Barbenheimer review. We're going to review Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same episode. So what you need to do is for both of those videos, like them and comment them. So again, it's three steps. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and comment, like or like both videos this week, and comment on both videos this week, and you will be entered to win, drumroll Kirk, Nope, vocal, not not an actual drum. <laughs> Good. A 4K Ultra HD combo pack of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's right. We will be shipping it to your casa, and it will be yours. Casa means house it for does. those of you uncultured swines out there. It does. Um, so that's what we'll be doing. So if you want to win that, plus you know, we'll toss in a little little PFB swag. You know? Oh my goodness, that could be a hat. That could, could be, be a shirt. A, a shirt. That could be underwear. We made the underwear, right? It could right? be stickers, absolutely. Okay. But those are only for for us. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Could no. we get our underwear, but like one of our, fa- our, each face on each cheek? That'd be pretty fun, right? Oh gosh, that's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> but it could be a shirt. It could be a hat. It could be a sticker. It could be all of the above. Who knows? But that's how you enter. Subscribe. Like both videos this week. Comment on both videos. We will be drawing the winner on Monday, July 31st, right before we record next week's episodes. And we will announce the winner on the first episode of next week. So that's number one. And that's just our first giveaway. We've got more coming for August, September, October, and so on and so on. Every month. Sometimes it'll be a movie. Sometimes it'll be, I don't know, hanging out with us. Who knows? That's right. The other thing you can expect from our new format is uh, new segments. So we've, we're, we're testing a new one this week. It's just going to be a, a one-time game. A lot of times they're going to be one-off games, but we're, we're adding a new segment called Podium, which is going to be like schoolyard pick for any OGs out there or top five where we rank stuff. We're rolling out uh, a couple segments with guests that we will tease later, that we will talk about later. And we are going to be doing uh, some of these kind of like one-off games here and there. Yeah. So it's going to be a great time. So be on the lookout for those. They're not all going to be in this week's episode. We've got one game this week. We're starting slow, but there's going to be more to come. And then finally, we're adding someone to the PFB team. Oh, and are we? we're adding a writer, uh, Stefano, who is going to be contributing to popcornforbreakfast.com with movie reviews of movies that we're not talking about on this podcast. So we're talking about additional reviews that you can get into. He we love Stefano. He does amazing work. I just read his first review. Uh, that's going to be going live on the on the website this week. So keep an eye out on social. Mm-hmm. Um, they're spoiler free. It was an amazing review. Delicious. It made me want to see the movie so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And Stefano is going to be joining us on the program here and there as a official PFB contributor. He's a cool guy. There was a rigorous process. A rigorous. Uh, four-year process, in fact, because we've had no other um, writing contributors to yeah. the podcast as of this time. So, congratulations. and the process—the process was rigorous for us, and probably for him, it was—it was just us begging him to please 
please oh, join yeah. us. I mean, it was like calls, like Stefano, please. You're so cool. We want you to be a, We want you to be on our team. You're so handsome. And he was like, "All right." Um, I mean, I showed up at his house a few times. <laughs> Kirk, I was probably over the line. There's a restraining order, which is why Stefano's not here. It's complicated. There are lawyers. It'll be fine. When it expires, he's coming in studio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He's still pretty hurt, but no, it's it's going to be great. We're excited. Um, and there's more to come beyond that. But that's just the table stakes for right now. So, thank you guys for being a part. We couldn't do this without you. We hope you love the new format. If you don't, let us know. If you do, also let us know. We love feedback. Uh, feedback is what brought us here, and yeah. uh, we're ready. We're now accepting all feedback on all of our platforms. You can give us five stars only. You can leave your negative. <laughs> five stars only. Five stars only. Leave your negative info in there, but still give us five stars. We will read every single one of them, and we will make sure that we adjust and correct, but do not write anything unless it's five stars. I mean, yes, I'm not going to say no. It's not a lot to ask. I'm not going to say no. I mean, they could in theory, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I will find a way to erase it from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I love your commitment to the, to the process, Kirk. Okay. So we've got movie news to talk about, movie and TV news to talk about. But before we get into that, we have a title sponsor for the very first time in the history of Popcorn for Breakfast. Perhaps we should call them the founding sponsor. It's awesome. So... We want to give a special thanks to our title sponsor, Smoothie King. Um, and this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast is brought to you by St. Louis area Smoothie Kings. Whether you're trying to meet your daily nutritional needs, stay strong, or simply enjoy a sweet treat, whatever your purpose, be sure to choose Smoothie King. You can select from over 100 delicious smoothies in three different sizes, whatever suits your lifestyle. And then you can choose incredible add-ons like Gladiator or Lean One Protein, organic fruits and veggies, or other nutritional enhancers so you can rule the day. And for a limited time only, you ready for this? You can try out and treat yourself to a sweet and hydrating extreme watermelon smoothie made with watermelon juice blend, coconut water, and sweetened strawberries. Did you just say hydrating? Hydrating. I'm always looking for a way to hydrate, so I really am going to enjoy these hydrating Yeah, because this is St. Louis area Smoothie Kings, and in the St. Louis area this week, it's. I don't know if you've seen the weather. It's supposed to be absolutely scorching. Oh. And it's just like, the, you, you, sometimes you have those days where you're looking for something that is more hydrating than water. You want something that's going to just quench your thirst. Yes. And Extreme Watermelon Smoothie is where you should go. And... If you want a refreshing and tart twist on the Extreme Watermelon, you can try the Extreme Watermelon Lemonade Smoothie. And I have firsthand experience with this, Kirk, because we go to Smoothie King all the time. My son, you know, he usually gets the same smoothie every time, but this time he got he got kind of a wild hair. He was like, I want to try something new. And he said, his, he, you know, I was kind of listing them off, and he's like, oh, does that one have lemonade in it? And you know, I was like, well, it's called Extreme Watermelon Lemonade. Let's give it a try. And so he ordered it. I tasted it. And it was insane. I could not believe how good it was. I was, I, I honestly was, sh was shook. It was incredible. You know, with all these corporate uh, biopics coming out, I think Smoothie King is next in line. I think there should be a uh, a rise from the bottom to the top yes. of the Smoothie Gang with Smoothie King, the biopic coming out in 2027. Absolutely, and I think also smoothies as a movie snack underrated. Oh yeah, because they are sweet and delicious and amazing, and you can drink them mm -hmm. quietly. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. So, be sure to stop by 
and visit our friends at Smoothie King. You can do so if you're in our neck of the woods in East Belleville at 660 Carlisle Avenue or Granite City at 3401 Namiyoki Road. Uh, they're going to give you incredible customer service. They're going to take great care of you, and you can start your Smoothie King journey with them today. Smoothie King, nurturing passion, nourishing purpose. All right, Kirk, it's time for What's Poppin'. And I think for What's Poppin', the only appropriate place to start is Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. <laughs> we need we need a really like <laughs> janky like spiking sound effect for that so that everybody's ears like hurt whenever like 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 a sharp high pitched sound? No, like a like I'll do it right like now. <laughs> you know, like that. Um I will those blow things. every person's eardrums out. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Okay. But seriously, Kirk, this is insane what happened this yeah. last weekend. Like you and I did it. We were part of the, you know, it's it's the sensation that's sweeping the nation. Good for us. High five. Yes. Um, we saw both. We're going to review both next time. But the cool thing is we're not the only ones who saw both. So here's the deal. This was the fourth highest box office weekend in history. Whoa. In history. And here's what's key about that. So you might hear like fourth highest big whoop. The other three... The, the, the other top three that are above it yeah. were anchored by huge tentpole franchise sequels. Not not originals, Ooh. sequels. Infinity War, Endgame, and The Force Awakens. I mean, juggernauts. These movies that came out this weekend were original. Barbie, of course, was was tied to existing IP, the, the, you know, the global Barbie brand, whatever. But that's insane. Yes. Absolutely insane. And then you've got... Um, Barbie is directed by Greta Gerwig, who is a female director, mm-hmm. and it easily became the, f- the highest grossing opening weekend for a uh, feature film solely directed by a female and also uh, topped the number by a feature film directed by a male and female duo. So right. solely or otherwise, it's the top movie ever opening for top opening ever for a movie directed by a female solely. That's so much information. You know what else? It's is- like, what it's else like- is cool about this? This theory about releasing these movies. Like it's always a game of what to release, what weekend do we push a weekend because the other movie changed. Right. This is what they call counter programming yes. because Oppenheimer, a biopic by an esteemed uh, British director, Christopher Nolan. And of course, then we have Greta Gerwig, this avant-garde coming from roots of indie movies, just grungy and and brave and bold, right? They're, they couldn't be more different from one another. So you've got something for everyone in the family, whether you want to see both or whether the family splits and the adults see Oppenheimer and the kids see Barbie or vice versa for whatever crazy reason, that's what counter-programming is. And it nailed it nailed the effect perfectly this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I can't say it enough times. It's absolutely remarkable. Barbie did 155 million domestically, 300 and I think 37 million globally, which means yeah. it's well on its way to a billion dollars. We haven't had, we haven't seen a billion dollar film, well, mm. since Mario. But I just mean like in general, that's that's a huge thing. Uh, Oppenheimer did 80.5 million as an R-rated biopic about a physicist like this is insane i mean i know it's directed by chris nolan i don't mean to be reductive like it's it's nuts it's crazy um so takeaways from this because this is i mean this is monumental what what are some of your takeaways from 
the Barbenheimer experience. Yeah, it was really, uh, in a way, the same way that when Hamilton the musical came out, it became a, a full social experience, right? So when you were going to see Barbie, you had people dressing up in pink. People were dressing like Barbie, dressing like Ken, dressing like mermaids even, you know, like whatever they wanted to be. Um, I wish there would have been that side on the Oppenheimer side. I wish I would have seen people like in 1940s dress. I mean... I didn't dress that way, but I should have. Fedoras and uh, yeah. uh, tweed jackets and things exactly. like that. <laughs> I regret my decisions now. I should have helped contribute to it, and I didn't. Um, but that was really exciting, and everyone was just so amped to be there. Every seat was filled at both showings, one at Oppenheimer and one at Barbie. And I think it's continuing throughout the entire weekend and week to come. Yeah, because I didn't do the same day thing. Um, I know a lot of people did, and I think that's awesome. And I wanted to do it, but you know, when you have when you have a young family, whatever, I did it in opposite nights, and I was actually at the movies Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night, Dude. seeing different films, and the crowds were nuts. Every theater was packed. The concessions were packed, and it was just awesome. It felt like, look at what can still happen. Like, and and, and I think that that's the thing, Kirk is like. The biggest takeaway here is like, look what the movies can still do. I think there's this, you know, I, even I have said on this podcast, like the consumer um, perception and, and expectation has shifted permanently after yeah. COVID. People are used to seeing stuff at home. But what this weekend showed is that that's not totally true. That it, that maybe, maybe people were looking for something different, something that felt fresh, something that felt new, something that felt like, you know, uh, communal mm -hmm. and, and Barbenheimer very much like as a social media campaign. I know, you know, some in the film community have kind of like been like, well, Barbie and Oppenheimer are two different movies, whatever it for better or worse. That whole thing is it made this happen. It did. It really we, did. <laughs> I'm reminded over and over again that we live in a meme economy, Kirk. And like, <laughs> if, if something can be memed and people like it, then anything is possible. <laughs> like, like it's morbid time. Like we, we've seen this time and time again, like meme stocks, et cetera. And Barbenheimer, people just couldn't pass it up. They're like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Pink movie, gray and black movie, dark concept, light, ultra light concept. And people thought it was funny. You mash the names together. It makes a hilarious name like Barbenheimer, mm -hmm. the shirts, the memes, all of it. And that snowball ran downhill, completely out of control, and led to something we've never seen before. Two takeaways I get from this. First of all, let's go back to you having the perfect trifecta movie week. I mean, you know how Barney Stinson has a perfect week of dating? <laughs> yes, yes. And How I Met Your Mother? You had a perfect movie week of new releases. You saw Mission Impossible 7 yep. on Wednesday, oh, Oppenheimer with me on Thursday, right? And yep. then Friday you saw Barbie, like, I don't, there's not a better week that no, could ever be. I, it was, it's like bowling a 300. It's, That's right. it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. I mean, kudos to me. I'm awesome. So did, did a great job. Let the record show right there. And I don't <laughs> even remember my second point because that was the most, it's, amazing it's point. the most legendary run I've ever had. It'll never <laughs> happen again. It was, it was fantastic, but you bring up mission impossible. The other, one of the other takeaways is my theory. My speculation is that top gun Maverick last year, made Tom Cruise way overconfident about Mission Impossible. Oh. Like, he thought... We've known these movies were coming out at the same weekend for a year. And whenever it first happened, me and you kind of laughed about it. And we were like, oh, we'll do the double feature. Which one are you more excited for? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Thinking it would move. It never did. And yet, knowing that this giant 
social cultural movement was coming, Tom Tom Cruise was like, you know what? We'll just go ahead and still release MI7 the week before. What was he thinking? It was a bad move. It was a bad move because I still haven't seen it. I see it tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A semi-perfect week. Sorry, but not as good as me. No, not as good as you. Never. No. And I think that I think it was a bad move. I really do, and it shows in the numbers. I mean, um, from from this past weekend. I mean, Sound of Freedom was in third place over Mission Impossible that's insane. Seven, and Sound of Freedom has been out the exact same amount of time as Mission Impossible. So that's kind of that's kind of crazy. It is crazy, and. Yes, if you if you look at the box office numbers, and I was actually surprised to see this, MI7 is pretty darn close to what other Mission Impossible movies have done mm-hmm. for an opening weekend, but I think they left money on the table. I, I just really do. I think they left money on the table by letting this thing release pre-Barbie Oppenheimer. I think doing it after was the move. I think August, you know, you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you've got a couple other things, but August was the move. Right. And or or May. Either one go either way. Because I think it would have beat Flash. I think it would have beat or June. You know, I think the weekend they chose to release was the worst weekend they could have released. Because even if they came in this week, right? Haunted Mansion is coming up next weekend, right? Like, I don't know. I know it's Disney, but it's Those are different demos. <laughs> Those are different demos too. Yeah, that's like, its own kind of counter programming. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong kind of counter programming. Um, yeah, I just think I, I think that was a huge mistake. And my other question, my other takeaway, yeah. I should say, um, will we ever see this again? Yes. Really? Saw Ten and Paw Patrol are coming out. <laughs> they are releasing the exact same day in the near future. Saw Ten. And Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, the Mighty Pups, if you follow that storyline. Yeah, of it's course. It's, it's canon. Saw Patrol. Saw Patrol. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that trending on Twitter. I was like, this is incredible. I love it. But I just don't think, I don't know. So, what is it? Is it Saw 10? Is it literally Saw X? It is Saw X. Oh, jeez. I despise that franchise. <laughs> I really do. I really hate that franchise. I don't know why. It just fills me with rage. I've yeah. seen a few of them. I have no idea why there are so many of them. I think it's totally unacceptable. I want it to go away. You know, Donnie Wahlberg's in a couple of them, I think. So that's huge stardom. Huge. I don't remember anything past the third one. So Kirk's calling it right now. Saw Patrol will... (laughs) What are are we saying? Is it going to match Barbenheimer? One billion dollar opening weekend. (laughs) One billion dollars. Here's my thing, man. I I just think this was lightning in a bottle. I, I want this to happen again, and I think that with the internet and with you know, trends on Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called <laughs> now. Um, and, and memes, anything can happen. But we have never seen this before. No, it won't happen again soon. I, I just, yeah, but yeah. It, it'll be, it'll be years before, like things will look kind of like it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saw Patrol will be a, a, its own <laughs> meme, but it will not achieve because obviously Saw X just won't have enough momentum fandom to actually show up for for that film so right. who knows what it will be maybe in like five years when it will actually occur in a similar fashion but nothing will ever touch the magnitude of what this became yep absolutely absolutely and that's a perfect segue honestly into our our next topic that it is also kind of a key takeaway for this whole barbenheimer thing these strikes that are going on which you know Prior to our hiatus, we were talking about WGA all the time. WGA strike the writer strike because um, it was in full swing. It still is, unfortunately. And now, since our hiatus, there is now a SAG-AFTRA, which is the you know the Actors Guild, um, 
there there is a strike there as well. So now you've got writers and actors striking simultaneously in concert as a unified front, and those strikes have to end because I, I mean you've seen it, Kirk. The, the projects are getting delayed. We all knew it would happen. Um, Disney's talking about. I mean, I mean, Disney is talking about delaying huge movies like Wish, which is basically their Disney 100 capstone film. They're talking about delaying that. The big studios are. They have to. They, they, they cannot move forward on a ton of huge projects. They're going to screw, they're going to screw around and mess this whole thing up. Yeah. Because right now this is, this is the time the momentum is here. People are like, okay, that was fun going back to theaters and seeing something and being a part of this whole Barbenheimer thing. That was awesome. We like as, as an industry, it has to move forward. And right now, um, my, my perspective on it is that, you know, there's two sides to every story, obviously, but if the writers and, and actors are being unreasonable, it seems to me the the studios are being more unreasonable because yes. what they're asking for or what they're saying they're going to do with AI and, 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 and the insane, like, wage gaps that are happening in the industry, yeah. like, and, and the lack of residuals, I just, they, they, they've got to come to the table with something more reasonable than that. Right, like, if you are at the top, like, congratulations, you did something right, whether yeah. it was devious or not, I don't know, I don't know your life, but if you're at the top, and you're making $25 million a year, you can't actually spend all of that money, like, you can't, like, you don't need all of that, like, if you dropped to $20 million yeah. a year, you would never know, you would absolutely never know. Well, and here's the other thing you can't do if you make $25 million a year. And this is, this. you would think this is simple. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. But Bob Iger did not know this rule. And that is, say, oh, well, the writers and actors, they're being unreasonable. Oh, yes. It's like, oh, sure, they're being unreasonable. It's like, dude, if you know, somebody out there can, can tell me that he his market value is $25 million and they could probably come up with a pretty, you know, compelling argument to that end. But if you make $25 million and there are people out there making $40,000 and you, you come out and call them unreasonable, that is an all-time bad look. Mind you, while you're at a vineyard oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. private jets behind you. And my- he's, he's a smart guy. I don't understand the PR wave that he went through, whatever it was, last week, two weeks ago, was an all-time bad mm-hmm. Bad run. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Somebody needs to shut this down. Right. I mean, Bob Iger is Anakin Skywalker right now because we're all screaming to him, you are the chosen one, because he was supposed to be, you know, take take back all the mistakes yes. that Bob Champick made and, and really put us back into the Disney that we loved. And yeah, the disconnect here between the studio execs and the writers and the actors is very big and i i just need it to get resolved because we yes. already lived three years of movie delays yeah and now we're already seeing movies start delaying we've already seen at least two or three major movies upcoming that have officially delayed till the following year to 2024 it's not good we lived through the last writer strike it was not good no it was not good do so you, do you guys remember heroes that show could have been perfect it was not do you remember it, watching american gladiator every night because <laughs> that, that's all they could do was unscripted reality shows that were terrible um oh man it's got to end and and honestly just i i'm big on like there's two sides to every story you shouldn't just assume whatever whatever so i've been i've been reading about it to try mm-hmm. to get informed on it and 
everything I've read is like it sounds like the studios are being a bunch of Ebenezer Scrooges, man, and that's not cool. Oh, I'm glad you said that. There is one specific story <laughs> that well, like blew my mind of how petty they that the studios were being. I believe it was outside of Universal Studios. There are some giant, beautiful, oh, I saw this hundred year old trees. And the studio had them clipped so that way in the heat wave that's also happening out in L.A. that the strikers would have no protection, no Dude. shade from the sun. To which they also found out that it was illegal for them to do it without a permit. So that's fun. So they'll be charged, but not a lot. But so petty to trim the trees. It's evil. The people who are striking against you for higher pay, fair fair pay as they're saying, not just higher pay. Yeah, yeah, right. Fair pay that you would decide to just eliminate comfort and safety from the uv rays it can't happen that, that's that's horrible i mean that's like that's that's, that's like onceler level evil <laughs> stuff happening there like these are children's children's books written about those kinds of acts and also yeah. what does that solve nothing like, you think that's gonna get them that's gonna break their will oh man they're really gonna be hot now it's like dude they they, they don't have a job they they're trying to get paid yes they they'll be they'll be hot yeah it's just, come on, dude. Come to the table. Work this thing out, or you're gonna set the industry back years, like like COVID did, and it's gonna happen again. Yeah. So we're begging you too, because we want to keep this going, and we will, no matter what. Yeah, it's it's definitely concerning, though. Definitely concerning, and and something that needs to get resolved, so that these people who are extremely gifted and talented can go back to doing what they love and what we love, uh, which is watching watching movies that and TV shows that they write. So we got to make it happen. Um, on a completely different note, uh, no, no easy segue out of that here, Kirk. We're just going to go headlong into a story that is hot off the presses today. Thomas Hayden Church, who you will know, uh, it, you know, actor, been in the biz for a long time, famously starred as Sandman in Spider-Man 3, was speaking with Chris Killian from comicbook.com about um, Twisted Metal the Peacock series that's that's coming out, actually, what? and was, was basically asked something along the lines of Spider-Man, and here's what he had to say. There's always been some kind of, and this is a, this is a quote, there's always been some kind of dot, 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 I've heard rumors, dot, 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 that Sam Raimi was going to do another Spider-Man movie with Toby, and if that happens, I would probably campaign to maybe at least do a cameo, unquote. So Spider-Man 4, but not... MCU Spider-Man 4. Spider-Man 4 picking up the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series, Kirk. Are you buying or selling this, and do you want it? No, it sounds like he was super non-committal and <laughs> the biggest flip-flopper that ever lived. <laughs> I maybe kind of not, sort of. I would probably campaign to maybe at least do a cameo, <laughs> which is awesome, because he's like, I, I get it. He's clearly tried not to ruffle feathers with that, and that's yeah. that's all fine and well. But uh, that's that's funny. Dumb. I don't think that that character has a way to survive. Uh, I hated Sandman. No it, offense to Thomas Hayden Church. I just really hated that character in those just movies. Just an on-screen version of that. I don't know. I feel honestly. I feel like it would actually be better served if it was in the MCU series yep. and not uh, like a big, giant silver screen villain. Well, I think that. Um, you know, if they were to do this, Raimi, do a Spider-Man 4, it would have to be obviously tied to the MCU in some way because it would it would almost certainly have to pick up after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home or, or lead up to the events of Spider-Man No Way Home. Point is, Toby's gotten much older. Yes. So it's going to have to connect to that. So it won't be MCU, it'll be Sony, but it's in that weird nebulous thing that we hate. 
Um, do you think that's something that they should pursue? A Sam Raimi continuation of the Spider-Man series? No. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I like. Would I see it? Absolutely, yes. positively. <laughs> um, would I be excited about it? Probably, but it should not happen. I just think anything like it's very hard to do requels correctly. It's only been done a couple of times. A lot of times it feels really weird and uncanny and just kind of gross and, and yucky. So I would not like that. No, I would not like that. Let's focus on the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. And if Toby needs to multiversally jump over again, which would be weird, but stranger things have happened. Mm -hmm. That works. That'd be good. But no more Sandman. I'm starting a campaign for no Sandman. <laughs> you that that was like I'm here. I'm sitting here talking about like a continuation of the Sam Raimi series, <laughs> and that's like a crazy topic all on its own. And you're like, listen, Sandman cannot come back. Period. End of story. I don't care if they're making Spider-Man four. Sandman must die. <laughs> that's right. I, I the only hill I will ever die on is kill Sandman for good. <laughs> no more Sandman. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Okay, that's all we've got for what's popping. But that means Kirk. That it's time for a game. Barbenheimer. Are you ready? Just don't look at my computer because like... Why? Okay, well, because I've got my, my answers for Barbenheimer on here. Your answers for Bar... What are you talking about? My questions and my answers for you for Barbenheimer. Isn't that how we play? <laughs> no, I ask you questions. Oh, I wrote questions too for you. Oh, okay. Well, we could try that at the end. <laughs> at the end? This is my game, Kirk. I'm sorry. This is my game. I prepped just in case. I, I had no idea it was Listen, only going to be you. This is my game. All right. Well, I'm just going to erase everything <laughs> I have here. I was like, why are you hiding your screen from me, dude? This is getting weird. Um, because normally I don't have to hide anything because we're in separate rooms across town that's right. from one another. That's true. So You're it, worried about me like like reading your notes. You're big, I understand. You're a big cheater, so, you know, whatever. That, that's actually true. I <laughs> I understand. Let's start with my questions. <laughs> The, the only and then, and then we'll see. We'll see, Kirk, if you feel like your questions are still worthy, <laughs> we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so the game is called Barbenheimer. Very creative. Yes. I came up with it myself. Thank you. And Started a social movement by yourself, did you? Here's how it's going to work. You may not know this, Kirk, but uh, because Barbie and Oppenheimer seem so different, but there's actually some major similarities between the two. Okay. Um, and it's, it can sometimes be, you know, they're so similar that sometimes if you're asked questions about them, you may not know, uh, or if you're given a fact about them, you may not know if the fact applies to Barbie or if it applies to J. Robert Oppenheimer. So that's what we're going to test your knowledge on. Can you discern if these facts are about Barbie, the doll or J. Robert Oppenheimer? Okay, I think I can do this. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, fact number one, and this is tough, was created by Ruth Handler in 1959. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because, because J. Robert Oppenheimer was alive in World War II, which was before 1959. Just answer the question, Kurt. <laughs> Barbie. See, you act like... That's correct. You got lucky on that one. But <laughs> you see, it gets it's going to get harder, and then you're going to look like a fool because you're oh. laughing at my questions, okay? <laughs> number two. <clears throat> Fact number two. Is commonly referred to as the father of the atomic bomb. Hmm. 
The father of the atomic bomb. That's right. The father of the atomic bomb. If you need me to repeat any of these facts, just let me know. Can you give me my options again? My answer options? Barbie or J. Robert Oppenheimer, theoretical physicist. I added that last part. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go. It's kind of a hint. I'm going to go Oppenheimer. Correct. Fact number three. Famously recalled the quote, now I am become death, destroyer of worlds, from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita, upon witnessing the Trinity test explosion. I'm going to go out of the limb. I'm going to go Oppenheimer. Correct. You're doing very well. Thank you. You're doing it like phenomenally well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, ins- it's actually, it's crazy. You're three for three out of ten. I'm horrified of what's to come. There's ten more. <clears throat> number four. Fact number four. Manufactured by Mattel, who has now sold over a billion of these dolls. Mm, I'm going to go Barbie. There Confident. is a hint there. That one was a softball. <laughs> number five. Is referred to by a one-word nickname rather than their full name, Barbara Millicent Roberts. <laughs> now, if you had stopped and not listed the <laughs> nickname, it could have gone either mm, way. I, it could still go either way. You so, don't actually know his real his real name. Hmm. Can you repeat the the full the, the nickname? Barbara Millicent Roberts. Millicent Roberts. Millicent. I'm gonna go. Uh, but can I say Barbenheimer as an answer? No. Oh, all right. Barbie then. <laughs> Correct. Well done. I thought that would trick you. Okay. Uh, number six. Had their security clearance revoked during the second Red Scare due to past affiliations with the Communist Party? Barbie. Incorrect. I disagree. How dare you? I disagree. <laughs> Very wrong. Barbie was never a communist. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> horrified that you would even make that assumption. Have that you, was a test and you failed. Have you seen her clothes? I mean, it's very <laughs> That was a test and you failed. Number seven. Has had over 40 pets, including cats, dogs, and horses, as well as a panda, a lion cub, and a zebra. Okay, honestly, this could go either way. <laughs> I really could see Really? I, I really do believe this could go either way. I mean, that's the point of the game, I suppose. You know, there was not a lot of regulation over animals back in Oppenheimer's mm. time. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just needed something to do because uh, there was no TV or streaming. Maybe they did, Kirk. Answer the question. <laughs> I'm going to go. It's not a question, but answer it. I'm going to go Barbie. Correct. <laughs> well done. Number eight. Had an on-off relationship with an ex-boyfriend named Ken for many years. Hmm. Could be pretty salty if it goes one movie over the other. Mm-hmm. Pretty salty, pretty salacious. But I have to go Barbie. Correct. You're doing excellent. You've only missed one so far, and there's two questions left. And these are the this is the these are the tricky ones. Okay. Number nine. Appointed director of the Manhattan Project's Los Alamos Laboratory in 1943. What? There's there's so hard. I can't. It's extremely difficult. I've worked hard on this. I cannot believe. I cannot believe that I have to sit here and answer this. I know. In front of everyone. It's it could be embarrassing for you. It really could. But I'm going to guess. Oh, can I phone a friend? No. Oh, okay. Um, can I vote? My vote is Oppenheimer. Correct. <laughs> well done. Last question. This is for all the marbles. Earned a bachelor's degree in chemistry from Harvard University in 1925 and a PhD in physics from the University of Göttingen in Germany in 1927. Oh, well, 
This is it, Kirk. You know. If you get this, it's 9 out of 10. That's impressive. Hmm. If you don't, it's 8 out of 10. That's a B. In some schools, it might even be a C. I don't know. (laughs) As their scale. Maybe at the University of Göttingen. (laughs) You know, this one's tricky, too, because as as I established earlier, you know, I did believe that Barbie was a communist, and... Also, Barbie has been a doctor, a lawyer, a Supreme Court justice, an astronaut... So, I mean, these are things to keep in mind. I'm not leading you one way or the other. I'm just... Well, now I am now I am really mixed up here at the final question. Um, could you repeat the question one more time? Of course. Earned a bachelor's degree in chemistry from Harvard University in 1925 and a PhD in physics from the University of Göttingen mm. in Germany in 1927. Mm. You almost tricked me, but I know Barbie wasn't created until the 50s. This is Oppenheimer. You're too good. <laughs> You're too good. Kirk, Kirk, everyone. He's a genius. He's a genius. What can I say? What can I say? Yes. Well done. Well, I mean, if that's if that's a sign of what's to come for future games and segments, I think that you're off to a really good start. Do you have any questions? No. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about your questions. Do you, want, do you want to know a couple of them? I do. I just want to hear them. Um, let me see. Let me see. Here we go. This film, either Barbie or Oppenheimer, this film has a conflict that can potentially tear apart the world. Oh, it could be either. That's right. But I picked one of them. <laughs> All of the above? No, you must pick one. Oppenheimer? Barbie. Oh, <laughs> you had real questions. I did. I, wait, sorry. I had real questions also. Well, I had some real questions. Like, uh, this film created a pink shortage in global markets. That one I know. Barbie. That is correct. Yes. Hit your button. Very for nice. Me. Very Points nice. for me. Uh, this film... Stars a human that is used as a puppet in a larger scale scheme to hide others who are truly responsible for much more sinister decisions. Barbie. That is correct. <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs> yes. Yeah. And how about one more? Yes, one more. This film for good is measure. an incredible depiction of the effects of war and the controversial study of the hard decisions we make as a species in order to protect our own tribe, furthering the ultimate uh, human dilemma and overarching existential curiosity of free will. Barbie. <laughs> it was Oppenheimer. Oh, man. Come on. That could have gone either way. Could have gone either way. Well, that was fun. Barbenheimer. Just consider that a taste of what's to come on some of these future segments. Some of them will be recurring segments. Barbenheimer, sadly, will not. So everybody say goodbye to Barbenheimer as a segment. Bye, it's gone. Barbenheimer. It's gone forever. It'll never come back. Um, but that was a good time. Thank you guys for uh, for tolerating that. And that is actually all we've got for you this week on what's popping um we're so glad to be back it's it's the best we're this is a dream come true to be back in the studio in i mean except for the fact that kirk keeps like caressing my arm (laughs) because he's so happy to be able to be within arms reach arms length of me it is a dream come true um but our next episode will feature our reviews of Barbie and Oppenheimer. It releases this Thursday, July 27th. Do not forget, remember, to enter the giveaway for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 4K Ultra HD Combo Pack. You have to like and comment on both this video and that video, plus subscribe to our YouTube channel. And here's a pro tip. This one's for free, Kirk. You ready? Yes. Pro tip as someone who enters YouTube giveaways all the time. Yeah. That little bell icon next to the subscribe button. Yeah. You hit that thing and it'll tell you every time a video is posted by that channel. What? So if you guys hit that bell, 
then you'll know when we post and you'll be able to like and comment and then boom, entered. You'll be you'll have a leg up on the competition. Wow. That's a that's a little secret tip there for you. That's fancy. Um so do that, enter the giveaway. We're excited about that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we also want to thank our title sponsor, our founding sponsor, St. Louis Area Smoothie Kings. We want to thank our executive producer, Ryan, the band Rhetoric, who created our original theme music. And of course, every single one of you who is watching or listening, seriously, you guys make it so much fun for us to come and do this every week. And we are so excited to be back. We will see you later this week. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.